0: So before we start, uh, I hit you guys up on Instagram and, uh, you know, when I, um, I mentioned it to our followers and a lot of them, they got introduced to TalkBlock, which is very surprising because you have 10,000 followers over there and we thought some of them have to overlap. Uh, Some of them were ecstatic about the fact that we were doing this. Um, But then just for our followers, what is it that TalkBlock exactly does in a nutshell? So for us,
1: uh, the primary thing is, you know, to give the best customer service and the support. So if you look at the tire industry in India, right? Yeah. So you don't have something more uh, customer centric
0: yeah. and
1: uh, everybody just buys what is available and nobody is getting educated properly. And uh, that's where we come in, you know, to give the, uh, the best customer support and at the same time to educate people who are not aware of the tires, which they need for their motorcycle. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay okay that's good um so speaking of tires the tire yeah. industry and all of that i've seen uh, in in my family itself and my father had to go and buy uh, tires for our cars and all of that we never okay. we always used to go by whatever they would whatever the you know tire dealer would tell us and it would just be and our options were limited to some of the big brands say michelin oh. or ceat uh, Uh, I think I'm running out of a couple of Bridgestone, Goodyear and all of these brands. Yes. Yes. And we used to also look at some of the other manufacturers, some of the lesser known manufacturers that are out there. I don't know how, I don't know if it's similar to motorcycles or two wheelers in general, but how how does this work that uh, with these small time manufacturers that are coming up, are they really at par with these guys? Can you recommend some of the underrated brands to people who don't really know about, you know, these brands that are in existence.
1: Correct. So the, for example, the Superbike segment, right? There are very uh, niche brands which actually have the right tire for the Superbikes. But uh, if you look at the middleweight or, you know, the entry-level motorcycles, there are not many brands that involve, you know, performance-oriented motorcycles I'm talking about. But okay. like you said, uh, there are some brands where, you know, they're getting there in terms of performance, for example, the mm-hmm. Apollo Alphas and all are really good tiles. And uh, mm-hmm. now TVS is getting into the game and MRF is there for a while, but they're not on par with the premium segment. But right. I'm sure, okay. you know, if uh, guys improve their infrastructure in India and all that, I'm sure they will come get along there.
0: Right. Because if what I see is just lack of marketing on these guys, because the other guys, the other brands are so big that they have the have sort of the financial backing to, you know, invest a lot Perfect. in their marketing. But I feel the other ones don't. So they sort of lose out on that. Um, and that's why we're sort of wondering about some of the so underrated sure. brands that are out there.
1: Yes. Uh, so the marketing is one thing, but again, the market is very niche in the superbike segment. But if you look at Mm -hmm. the domestic market, right, that's where the niche segment, like brands like Pirelli, Michelin, Metzler, they don't have much of market share in the entry-level segment. They are focused only Mm -hmm. on the superbike segment, right? So when it comes to India, it's a very cost-sensitive market. That's the reason uh, some brands have uh, a larger market share in the entry-level motorcycles.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's the thing. So I'm sure, you know, uh, it's like a... The entry-level brands of India will actually, you know, get there for super bikes going forward. Is what I believe in, actually, because we are capable. Definitely, we need to
0: get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. True.
2: Yeah, but so nowadays, like most of the bikes, they come with ABS. But the yes. previous bikes, uh, which didn't have ABS, so does yeah. the tire selection matters if you have ABS or not? Uh,
1: 100% yes. So ABS is uh, totally depending on your braking actually, but back then what happens is people used to say that if you learn riding a motorcycle with, uh, without ABS, you will actually improve your uh, riding skills, All right. you will actually improve your braking and uh, some bikes are very different, right? I mean, all the bikes are different compared to each other. And uh, this is where uh, tires come into picture sometimes back then in even in racing for example racing does not use uh, abs
2: yeah yeah okay. and
1: it all depends on your riding and uh, how much of a grip you can extract from the tires
2: so how mm-hmm. does one select a tire for uh, for a non abs bike like what all things does he has to see first she...
1: thing is uh, he needs first thing is you must be aware of what's your riding basically all right, right? And uh, based on your requirements of riding and uh, what sort of motorcycle you use and uh, how we know braking is actually there. And based on that, we can actually see, for example, uh, uh, let's say a KTM Duke 390. The motorcycle is so versatile that you can actually put a dual purpose tire as well as a track tire, right? Okay. Yeah. That comes down to your preferences. So even if you don't have ABS, it comes down to what purpose you're riding it on. All
2: right.
1: And then, uh, based
0: on that, you improve your
1: skills also. Mm. But so but very yeah, that's that's sort
0: of what I wanted to jump on to. You first of all, let me take a step back here, uh, and I think both. This is a question for both of you. What was it that led to you actually starting Talkblock, and what has sort of gone into you know building that goodwill in uh, in a very I, I would say. Now you can correct me on this when I say a very oversaturated market. Uh, What has that sort of been like especially Bangalore because we've had people in the past, uh, even, even with our followers and you know those guys are so much into making sure that they have every detail sorted off on their vehicles. That is starting from the tires all the way up. So what is yeah. the, what has that process been like for you guys, you know, from the start and now, you know, where you see mm-hmm. where you are, where you are at, uh, how has that evolution come about?
1: So, uh, according to me, actually, you know, uh, I'm sure, uh, the tires segment in India, it's like you said, it's, it is an over- oversaturated market, but, uh, the oversaturation is basically of how the dealers promote the tires, right? And yeah. uh, it's more like, you know, if, uh, if some customer is looking for a particular tire, just because that's not, uh, you know, if it's not moving fast, you just push it with the customer and put it on his head and then forget about it. That's where we understood that, you know, tires can actually, they have a lot more potential in Bangalore especially because the superbike market and the performance-oriented market is huge. Yeah. And uh, what we believe is that the more the customers understand what they need, the more they will actually understand what tire to purchase rather than just going to any random shop and picking up whatever is available. So the to bring out the awareness in this potential is what we believe in. And that's where we actually started focusing on tires. Mm.
0: Rowan? Rowan yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the uh, bro, like... Uh, First of all, like you know, Rahul is like a technical guy, right? Like you can ask him all the questions about ABS and stuff like that, and he's the right guy to actually answer. Yeah. <laughs> if ask me, probably I would say no. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of business, why <laughs> you know, like why yeah. we chose actually tires, what led to it, you know, like uh, uh, I can probably give you a better answer so that it is actually help. It actually helps and makes sense to all of you guys, right? Like, see, back sure. in India, like. Uh, we started uh, like we started about like in February 2019 right just before uh, before the lockdown okay Uh, we just went online you know like uh, saw that there was no tires you know like okay like I just googled okay like motorcycle tires tires or something I saw nothing right I just saw some tires on Amazon and stuff like that and I was like like what's uh, what's all this you know like uh, why is it that nobody wants to sell tires online you know um so i mean uh then that was the plan like okay then we did some research and stuff like that and saw that you know like there is actually a huge potential and an opportunity right uh coming down to the business side of it you know like uh, this is just like an advice okay like uh, i know you guys are young as well okay uh this is what uh, i uh, would advise my younger self right you would rather do business hmm, In an O, in something which is actually like completely saturated, right? Rather than choosing something really, really specific and niche which has no market at all, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I have actually done both uh, and I have actually lost a lot of money and I've learned my lesson, right? Yeah. Uh, And that's why I'm actually saying this. So you do, you know, like you do business which has a lot of competition, okay? But how you differentiate yourself is actually, you know, like you see what your competition is actually doing, right? And you do it one, two, three steps better than them. Uh, As simple as that. Like, see, we are selling the same old tire, uh, which almost all the dealers have. It's not like uh, only TalkBlock has these tires, right? So how do you differentiate um, TalkBlock from another dealer, you know, like in any market? right? That's the question, right? Uh, So you differentiate with your service, right? Because I've had uh, in in my own business, within TalkBlock itself, we have had products, you know, uh, which served a very, very niche market, uh, which had no competition at all, right? Mm. Uh, When you have a product or a service which has no competition at all, you know, like something is actually really wrong. That means like nobody really wants to enter that thing or, you know, like, uh, so uh, that's how I see it uh, talking about the business side of it. Um, that's how we actually plan to do going ahead as well. Right. Uh, if your service is good, if your customer service is good, you know, like you obsess over your customers, uh, you actually offer them what you want. You have a problem solving product, right. But, uh, uh, you're gonna like customers are gonna, you know, like like you and they will actually buy from you, man. Like as simple as that. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel or something, right? Uh yeah. like see, innovations are in like different parts, right? Like we are not actually trying to manufacture a new tire or something like that. Tires have existed from the last hundred years, right? But what you can actually innovate in is in terms of the service, right? Like how do you serve the customer? Yeah. How is the tire fitted? Like what kind of, you really dig deep into the problem of the customer. You ask him the right questions, what he exactly needs, you know, like with this particular tire, whether he's just like using his bike for his normal office routine, daily ride, or he's going off road to be a little adventurous. He's taking it to the track and things like that. You ask those questions, which nobody else does. And then you position yeah. your product and service at the right time. Right. And uh, yeah. you just do it faster, better, than anybody else in the market right and uh, you have a sale you know so it's as mm-hmm.
0: simple as that <laughs> yeah. yeah that's absolutely correct but but i want to switch gears here a bit um with i touched upon instagram uh, when we started and I'm, I'm coming back to instagram again so with the following like 10,000 you know you and when you join, when you basically sign up to Instagram, you be, you in effect become a content creator, right? Uh, doesn't matter whether you're a business or just someone who just, you know, wants to make stories or whatever. Um, what has that process been like? Because you guys are really active, which is very, uh, uh, which is sort of unheard for, uh, unheard of uh, if you look at some of the other, People in this industry, you know, some of the other dealers that are there. You guys are there, you guys are making content, you guys are uh, distributing really valuable insights into this business and into this industry, which I think a lot of people just can't, you know, get anywhere uh, just at their fingertips. Uh, what has that process been like for you guys? Switching from, you know, just dialing up the gears and making good amount of content for, and good and consistent amount of content for your followers.
3: Yeah, dude, like Anshik, like, see, um, Instagram, if there's no Instagram, like, probably we would have never been over here. I would have never met Rahul, you know, I would have never, like, we wouldn't have come so far, right? It all started because of Instagram, you know, and stuff like that. Bro, like, see, like, nowadays, content is really, really important, dude. Content is like not king or anything, right? It's it's like the actual kingdom, right? Uh, So like we actually live by that. If there's no content, like we are not supposed to be doing business. That's what I personally believe. And I tell my teammates the same thing, right? Uh, You spend most of your time, like almost five to six hours, 10 hours on your phone, right? Like everybody does. And if you are not there on that particular phone where a potential customer is spending like eight to 10 hours, then why are you in business, dude? You know you shouldn't be in business, right? Uh, so having said that, Instagram is is a way, like, I mean, like, way to show your authenticity, right? I mean, like, uh, see, there is a reason why we are doing all this, also, right? Uh, yeah. You tell you tell the truth. You tell your real story. Yeah, there is nothing to hide, you know. You uh, tell the truth. You tell why you are actually doing it you know, like it's, it's not only money or it's not only selling tires or something like that, you know, it's to actually bring about a positive impact in the society, you know, um, generate employment, you know, like, uh, and, you know, like fulfill a lot of dreams for all of us. Okay. Uh, I like money a lot. Uh, I'm sure you guys do. Right. Yeah. Uh, So it's, of course, we all need money. I mean, lots of money. I, uh, I But it's not only about the money. Uh, it's to bring other people up, you know, like show them there's a way out, you know, like give them direction. So that's the whole purpose of TalkLock, dude. Uh, you know, like we might just be selling tires. Tires is just a byproduct, right, what we're selling. But the reason behind that is, is it's completely different, right? We want to uplift the people yeah. who, who are, you know, like uh, who have no direction to actually go. That's why we actually hire and take really young people in the team so that they can actually get some sort of a direction, some sort of a stage where they can actually take it ahead. Yeah. So Instagram, I mean, like everything happens on Instagram. As long as Instagram is running, you know, like uh, we are there. Not only for Instagram, you know, any other platform comes up, you know, like tomorrow or or two years down the line, you just put authentic content, right? Uh, you just have yeah, to correct. be there online where the people are watching you. That's what uh, yeah. that's about. It did and if did you guys? Active,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, did you guys jump ship to TikTok when it was there?
3: No, dude. Like, really not. <laughs> uh, I, I like. See, I still believe. Like, you know, like there was some uh, catch up which Facebook probably needs to do. It's losing kind of traction. Uh, okay, but like. Uh, Instagram is still able to actually, you know, like come up with stuff like these and stories. They're constantly innovating and stuff like that. And the user base is huge over there. Uh, Bro, like 90% Mm. of our business is done on Instagram, right? Mm, Like that's where all the awareness is actually developed, right? Mm -hmm. And we just want to actually like do more of it, like going ahead, like 10x, 100x of what we are actually doing now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So speaking things of value, how does, uh, one go about changing a tire? Uh, hold. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't get your question. So how does one go about changing a tire? Like when does, one? when do go- you know it's yeah.
0: the yeah. time to change a tire for a motor? Got it. Got it.
2: Yes. So, uh, you
1: know, technically speaking, a lot of parameters involved in the wear and tear of a tire, right? All right. And uh, most of them, they only depend on the tire wear indicator. It's called the TWI. It's there in every tire. All right. So you'll have a depth gauge where uh, the rubber actually goes down as per the kilometers are going on the tire. But uh, that's not the only reason why we ne- we have to change the tire. So there are other uh, issues wherein uh, you're uneven wear. For example, if you're riding only in the straight highways, your uh, center part will become bald and you know the right side and left side will become like the uneven side. So that's when you need to consider it also. And uh, regular punctures is something which we have to adapt to also because you know, in India, the roads are very uneven and you know, you don't, you can't predict anything in this uh, in our roads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to avoid, those, you need to keep an eye on your punctures also because regular punctures means you're actually your tire is actually getting weaker. But at the same time, we should also understand that you know, what's the life of the tire like, like how, how much have you used? Have you uh, created a dead spot or not? So, all those things come into play when you're actually changing the tire. It's not just about the tire wear indicator, but it's, it's, a, it's an overall uh, parameter which I would say. Yeah.
2: Alright, all right. So, one more on the technical side. So, what kind of a tire ply is best for off-roading?
1: So, yeah, this is a very good question because most of the off-road motocross tires are all bias ply tires. All right. Reason being is they're not that flexible on the radials. Yeah. All
2: right. All right. All right.
1: So most of the uh, motocross and you know off-road autocross and supercross, those guys, most of them they use uh, bias ply tires only. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. But so. I'll actually come back to uh, the point on motocross. We have, uh, so as I mentioned, we've had guests in the past uh, who've just who've just been actively involved in the racing culture that's there in India, the motorsport culture and all of that. I reckon you get customers who are just regular customers who you know just want tires for their bikes, nothing else, just want to drive from A to Z but then there are these other guys, these enthusiasts who, you know, are so particular about everything. How does that, uh, interaction go about, how does that differ? Uh, you know, because you're actively dealing with customer service and, you know, obviously you're talking to these guys on a very yeah, that's a good basis. one. Actually. Yes,
1: yes, so yes. how
0: does In that fact, sort of, uh, how do you balance that? For
1: us, we find it more easier to talk to customers who are the enthusiasts actually speaking. Right. Hmm. Honestly speaking, guys who are in the enthusiast industry or in the racing industry per se, they are more uh, knowledgeable and they actually know what they exactly want. So they come up, okay. they tell us the time, if, if it's available, we give it to them immediately. But uh, the main challenge comes to guys who don't know what they're going to buy. A motocross racer, he'll know what he wants for his machine because he's the one who's going to control it, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. very sure on what he's going to pick it up. But uh, the guy who's actually going from point A to point B, he's confused. So for to bring the awareness for him, that's the main challenge. Yes.
0: Hmm. But but then so what has sort of the interactions been like? Because I'm pretty sure even as a customer, I've been around these people who've just have had ridiculous demands so i can imagine the sort yes. of uh, uh-huh. interactions that you, you right. would have had how how, have, how has that been like i mean how have you dealt with those guys
1: so yeah that's a good one because see motocross is something which is very 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 niche right but when it comes yeah. to track racing it's a very different ball game like uh, guys who have superbikes and who are going for track days and those kind of guys they are very particular about this is what they want Because they have created this uh, comfort zone in their mind that I'm comfortable with this tire. Let me just go with this only. So even if you suggest the better ones, they won't agree because they are comfortable in that. So these are the conversations which we actually create. But there are sometimes people who want to experiment. So for example, if somebody has a a lead class bike, they would like to try all the tires available to see which is their sweet spot. And uh, motocross is also something which is very similar, but uh, it depends on the bike because motocross is more of a customized uh, thing which is happening because factory uh, setup up uh, motocross bikes are very limited in India. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is the co- conversation which we usually have. That's the main thing.
0: Hmm. That, that sounds interesting. I mean, so you basically deal with a really diverse group of customers pretty much Absolutely. every
3: day. <laughs> Every day. every day just to add over here right a small point yeah, yeah. uh see bro like it's actually fun to actually uh, deal with a guy who doesn't know what he wants right uh yeah see, absolutely just a tire to a person who uh, who knows exactly what he wants there's no fun okay like you just tell the tire the tire is available you tell the price and then that's it right yeah. uh but uh, there's there's like so much fun when it comes to somebody who doesn't know what he wants right uh so this is where our value actually comes in right as like how do you actually like there's a that's that's an opportunity for you to actually differentiate right so you mm-hmm. ask the customer right with simple questions right i mean like what do you what is your end goal with this tire right i mean like okay like You just want to travel from A to B to your office. You want to actually do something. You want to go on a ride. You want to get a little bit adventurous or something like that. You say the price. You show them the comparison. And then you, like, come up with the solution, right? So, it's more of a consultative approach rather than, you know, like, just, hey, bro, like, see, these tires are there. Just take it. This is the price. Just take it, right? That's what I tell my whole team. You're not like salespeople over here. Uh, You're more of a consultant right? When you Mm -hmm. actually speak or when you actually talk, you know, ask the people the right questions. Ask them what exactly they want out of this purchase. What's the need? You know, probably he might have like 20K to spend on a tire, but probably his requirements only is is of 10K, right? So you just don't sell him just because he has 20K. You offer him the right product as per his needs. That time is that is the right. one that is the time when the customer really appreciates, right? Hey man, these guys actually saved me money. You know, they yeah. just didn't sell. You know, like nobody likes to be sold. You know, they like to be offered a solution. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a process, you know, like which we are, we are also learning on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but the real challenge is with people who actually don't know what they want. And uh, mm-hmm. we are actually going to invest more of our time and you know, like to spread the same message so that they actually get to know what exactly they want, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah, because I think it starts off with that. The questions are very important for anything because a lot of times you go to any of these stores and for me especially these things are alien to me. So whatever they say and you know they, they sell it, they basically sell it to me. Uh, that's what they're trying to do. And uh, that that you feel like, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. Let's just go mm-hmm. ahead with it. Uh, and then when the problems come up later on, and then you go back to them, and then they go, Oh, because you didn't really do this, you didn't do that. I mean, how how was I supposed right. to know about that. So that that's absolutely one point there. Know.
3: Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry no dude like i was just saying adding no, no, no. a point for like uh, you got to get innovative uh, in terms of sales you know in terms of how you talk to people in terms of your service otherwise there's no chance dude like you will be eaten away by you know like other people who would actually do better than you
0: yeah, you
3: know? so it is, yeah. Uh, i mean not only in the tire industry dude it's in any industry right you got to be up to the oh, mark for sure. you know uh, you got to have the energy you got to have the enthusiasm You know, like you don't call up uh, when a customer calls you, like, what's your name? (laughs) You don't do that, right? You speak to them with energy. You spread uh, the energy, your enthusiasm on the phone, uh, which actually, like, makes the customer, right? Yeah, man, like, these guys are real. These guys are real authentic. You know, like, uh, you don't respond to them, you know, like, nobody, no tire dealer actually, like, calls you back, dude. You know, uh, that's where we are actually building up like a CRM and having to write it down and all that stuff. Say, suppose Anshik yeah. wanted a tire. He called us up today, uh, but he wants a tire like after one month, right? Uh, the whole team is actually being trained to, you know, like enter in CRM. Okay, Anshik called us today. He wants a tire one month later. So one month later, you will definitely get a call from us. Hey, Anshik, like, what's up, man? You know, like, uh, what happened to you about your tires, you know? Uh, That's how, like, the customer service part and the sales part actually come in, right? You can do Mm -hmm. this with any industry, dude. It's not that, you know, you need to do this with the tire industry. So these are all the things, you know, like, small tips. And I mean, I hope it helps people who watch this, you know, because it has helped us a lot. And that's why I'm actually, sharing all this
0: yeah no absolutely it it ma- it all makes sense because i've worked in a sales environment and this sort of works out it makes all the sense in the world because these are the things that we didn't do uh, that we cool. should have done and it would have obviously bored different results but anyways uh, back yeah. to reality again uh <laughs> shivam had something to say yeah
2: so uh do you guys plan to manufacture your own
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> Rorohan, you, you say?
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, there's nothing
3: like
1: I mean, I would say uh, like you know, it's like a growth process, and uh, how we grow with time really matters, right? And if ever yeah. there's a time and opportunity where uh, we need to do it means, then I think there's nothing that can stop us.
3: Exactly. I just want to add a small thing over there, you know, uh, the need actually comes from the customer, right? It, not, it just doesn't come from us. It's not like because we want to actually manufacture a tire that we manufacture a tire. Uh, is, there a, is there really a need in the market to manufacture another tire which, you know, like uh, things like that, right? Or you actually see what other things you can actually do. So it all depends upon the customer route, yeah. Of course, we have our own innovations and stuff like that. Uh, But having said that, if there is an opportunity, if there is a market uh, which actually needs tires, you know, then definitely, yes.
2: I have a few questions for uh, Rahul. Sure, sure, bro. So so basically, I know very less about tires. So I would like to know, like, what are the different uh, compounds used uh, for tire. Awesome. Uh, So, yeah, uh,
1: let's just say the the most uh, popular tire brands like Pirelli, Michelin, Metzler, they have their own uh, innovation and patented technology for each and every tire, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at the uh, most popular models in India, like the KTMs and all that, they all actually come with one universal size. Okay? And uh, for you that size is basically like it's called the 110 70 r17 110 being the width of the tire the 70 being the height of the tire and 17 right. being the rim size right? right and for the rare you have the 150 60 r17 i'm all just right. giving you this reference because uh, this is the most popular tire right now all right the size i would say yeah. uh like you said the compounds right now this totally differs see for example pirelli has like three different types of tires for the uh, ktms and each different tire, irrespective of the size, even though the size is same, the compound structure of the tires are different. And it totally depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a track tire, you need to have a soft rubber. If you're looking for a durable tire, you need to have a bi-compound tire. So all those things matter. And this is how the development of tires also keep going. And uh, as of now, I think Michelin is the one who's more advanced in terms of their all right. tire construction. Yeah. All right.
2: All right. So, like you said, developments. Like, what are the new kinds of tire developments recently? Uh, yeah. Over the last. So Michelin or... has the
1: Michelin has patented a technology called the Two CT Plus, which is the dual okay. compound structure, wherein uh, the expansion of tire with heat and cold temperatures. Right. Okay. It's not as marginal as other tires, so you have much more grip, even if the life of the tire drops. So there's a theory where uh, there's a tire model called the Road Five. And uh, there's also a tire model called the road four, which uh, both these tires are from Michelin. Okay? Okay. But uh, what road five is uh, good at is basically even after 4,800 kilometers of mileage put on the on that tire, it performs as good as the new road four tires. And this is because of the patented technology Michelin has done, which is called the two ct plus. So like that, even the Apollos are actually improving with the steel radial. And they have the V grooved uh, rad- radial pattern for better here wet conditions and all those things. All right. So every brand has their own strengths. That's the whole idea. The, but the um, point here is that how are you you gonna use that tire, right? What's your potential with those tires, and are you gonna pull out the maximum out of it, or you're just gonna keep it for you know your durability and your life? And but we have come okay. a long way. Yeah, that I should tell. Yes.
2: Hmm. And what was your move? Most- Purchased a uh, track tire. Track tire. That's the yeah. Pirelli Super Corsas. Okay. Yeah.
1: So this is the stock tire which comes in the RSV4, the ZX, and RR, and the Street Triple RS. All right.
0: But then, in terms of so, as as customers, what we don't see is how I don't I would say difficult or delicate your interactions are with the suppliers of these tires um and a lot of i mean we just walk in we see a tire whatever we have the conversation about what's good what's not make the purchase but then it's you guys who are you know actively dealing with the guys who have to provide the tires to you what is that like because we sort of don't know about what goes on behind i would say closed doors uh, with you guys, is, are there easy conversations to have? Uh, is this is it predicated on the contracts that you have, and has it, has that really changed because of COVID by any chance the interactions and everything?
3: Yeah, I'd like yeah, to right. actually answer this question. Yeah, um, due to COVID, I mean, like, I don't think uh, much has changed. All right, like, although our buying process and things like that are almost the same. What was yeah. their pre-COVID? Uh, I mean, I really don't know how it was like really pre-COVID because we just started when COVID then... actually also started, right? So yeah. basically it is after like post-COVID that we are actually uh, doing business, mm-hmm. right?
2: Uh, yeah.
3: Like literally. Uh, having said that, it's it's a tough process, bro. I mean, um, it's not easy, uh, right? Anshik uh, and Shivam, uh, Like, you got to actually, you know, like, uh, know your distributors very well, go meet them, you know, like, make your connections, make the, uh, make the agreements, you know, uh, so that you actually, you you know, like, get the best deals, right, Uh, get the best prices, so that you are able to actually offer the same best prices to the customers as well. Where you buy from is as important as, uh, like, who you sell to, right? So procurement and sourcing of tires is a very, very important and a critical process for us. I would rate that, um, at one of like, like at the, the top,
2: important.
3: yeah, at the top, along with the sales or what we do. Yeah. Uh, nothing much has changed. Some companies whom we deal with, um, have come up with apps and, you know, like, uh, stuff like that, where we are actually able to place an order on time, you know, like, uh, not many Mm. companies i would say uh but some of them yes uh but mostly still you know like i would say like in india at least like there's like 98 99 percent of tire sales is like done offline dude okay Mm. uh that leaves us so much of opportunity for us to actually scale uh, you know, like, digitally in terms of, uh, you know, like, that's where we actually see the opportunity, right? There are hardly a few websites, a couple of websites who are actually, you know, like, selling online and uh, their process is still not really efficient, you know, like, yeah. we, rather than actually selling online, it's more of social commerce combined with uh, messaging commerce, what we actually do, you know, yeah. Uh, so people have actually kind of changed from you know like just going and buying uh from a website they would rather want to actually text the business or just talk to them before they actually make a purchase um you know uh so that's where we actually really really come in so most of our sales is done you know like by just texting dude you know like on on instagram on whatsapp on calls and stuff like that uh so that's how things are actually changing like overall i'm saying like so it stands the same you know like whether with like when we buy tires also it's all like sitting on whatsapp to our suppliers bro. like these are all the tires what we need you know like yeah. I pay you the in the tires so that's how it's actually happening yeah but the process is like super important yeah yeah I would yeah say. yeah
0: all comes down to the process you do anything and it's the process just can't sort of get away with it
3: yeah yeah dude you know like several companies are there who who actually you know like just for the sake of the process okay you need this signature you need the manager's signature you need that signature there's a delay right and that delay like is at the end of the day your customer is being uh uh you know like he's responsible he's waiting right yeah and you know like in that process the whole thing is actually like uh, you know like the whole purpose of the thing is actually gone right So don't make your process also so complicated uh that you know like people just run away from your business
0: right? <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we wouldn't want that um that's great so we were discussing the technology before is there a technology that you've sort of heard of that uh that you know, might be coming in for uh, in different tires that you're sort of excited about? Is there something that's exciting that's coming up with tires? Because the two of us aren't obviously well versed with tires. But then since you're in the business, I reckon that there would be new products launching that would be miles better than the older ones. So is there something that's coming up that people should watch out, look out for?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so right now, see, the thing is, in the last quarter of every year is where the manufacturers actually show us you know, what's coming up next, right? Okay. Uh, for example, uh, Interceptor, you know, the Pirellis yeah. are getting replaced by the PN tires. I'm sure All you're right. aware of that. So that okay. is something which we are looking forward to, both in terms of sales and, you know, the response from the customer's side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that is something we are interested in. And, you know, uh, other tires, you know, like... Uh, like from Pirelli, Metzler and all those things. You do get new tires, but uh, it depends, you know, what market they are targeting actually. So once we get to know what they're coming up with, I'm sure you know it's going to be an exciting thing. Yeah.
0: But are they uh, tire launches as grand as other products? I mean, say, obviously it's not at the same level as say someone, a company like- launching a car or a company launching a bike correct. or something, because it's an event. Uh, in itself, but wh- how does tire, how do tire and wheels go? T- uh, some say a new tire is coming up. Is there, is that a very big thing or is that just done on a very, this thing that, okay, we have this new tire coming out, check it out. Uh, and then this is distributed to uh, other uh, retailers.
1: Yes. So uh, each and every brand, right? They have yeah. a flagship tire. So, only the flagship tires will be unveiled for the media releases and the global launch. But uh, the mid-range tires or the entry-level tires will all be in a subtle distinct. So, they just update the website and, you know, they just go about it. But, for example, tires like the Super Corsas or also Corsas from Pirelli or the M9RRs from the Metzillas or Bridgestone S22s, these tires are very specific to a certain market. So, they do have that market share where people are very interested to know about these tires so when this okay. launch happens the brand actually invites uh, mainstream journalists like uh, motorcycle.com mcn and you know revzilla and those guys these guys mm-hmm. do they actually review the tire in you know in certain conditions for example if it's an adventure tire it's going to be in some trails if it's a track tire it's going to be in some uh, like iconic tracks where they test the tire in uh, the high tech uh, i mean the high end superbikes. So, yes, uh, there are some tires where uh, the market is huge, where people are looking forward to it massively. These particular tires are targeted in a different way and they do have it a, as a grand uh, launch.
0: Okay, so, so it just in comes India down the... to the kind of tire right. that it is. Sorry, Yaroan, go ahead.
3: No, I want Rahul to actually say what happens in India, right? Like, I mean, like what happens to the domestic, uh, like how do they launch the tires over here?
1: Here, it's uh, primarily, it's more of, uh, you know, the web, they actually update the websites. And, you okay. know, the Indian automotive guys, they actually take a charge and, you know, put on their social media handles that uh, this is coming and all that. For example, TBS when they launched the Eurogrip right? and uh, other me- uh, media guys were actually, they were promoting the tires in their ads and all that. Even Powertrip, mm-hmm. for example, they actually you know, showcase their Apollo Alphas in their videos, and all those things. Because uh, Indian manufacturers, only India media can actually promote those tires because the sizes are very limited and you know the it goes to the niche uh, entry-level segment. Yeah. As compared to the bike segment. So even the scale of marketing is very less compared to the international mm-hmm. level.
0: Got it. Yeah. Um so just move on to the final thing before we wrap up. So if I'm someone who wants to buy who's on the fence about buying a tire. What are some, yes. what I, I would say five things that I should keep in mind before I sort of hit you guys up or approach you that I am in need of attire. What are my options? Uh,
2: so I'll, add, I'll add to this. I'll add to this so that it's more sure. simple to you. Okay. Let's say um, I'm just a enthusiast. Okay. I go on weekly rides. Awesome. So, Okay. So my aim is to ride from place A to place B, mostly on highways. Uh, probably here and there off-roading. So this is the scenario that I would like this to. This is add to
0: sort you. of your ideal. I mean, some customer scenario. type. I would say.
2: <laughs> Definitely,
1: for sure. So in this kind of situation, I would uh, recommend you know, for example, uh, which location do you stay, right? if you look if you're in a very humid place you might need a little bit harder compound but if you're in a hill station you might need something much more grippy so things like this also matter so when when we converse with a customer we actually get to know their entire database of what's they're riding actually the frequency of riding and you know the regular location which they actually try to visit and uh, if you're doing regular touring then definitely ask for your bike's recommendation we would recommend some tire for you but if you are fixed that you know you're going to do weekend rides and you know if you're uh, interested in only touring or once in a while you're going to take your bike out and, you know, your tire maintenance, all these things considered, we will definitely recommend a tire for you. And also we, at the end, we actually consider the budget you're looking for. So because in one particular size, you might have like 10 different tires, right? Yeah. And uh, in those 10 tires, based on your purpose and your type of riding and your budget, we will of course have a tire and that will be the right tire for you.
2: Yeah. Uh, so how do you maintain your tire? Like do those polishes that come, do they uh, work, actually work? Uh, So see, if you're actually keeping a tire for display in a
1: store, for example, or if you're keeping a bike in the showroom for display, then you can do the tire polish. All right? All right. Because what happens is, uh, if you're doing regular riding, first of all, uh, tire polish doesn't help in any way because if you're you're riding today and if you're taking the bike tomorrow, there's no point in actually polishing the tire today, right? Yeah. And uh, having said that, the tire polish in specific doesn't help because it creates a sealant on top of the tire, okay. which uh, takes a while to heat up. So as you okay. know, the tires will give their optimum grip only if the temperature is a little bit higher. So they need to heat up more. And the tire polish will prevent that and you might not have to put up a uh, little more kilometers to heat up the tire. But having said that, uh, the most important uh, tire maintenance tip I would give is that people actually ignore the tire pressure, Right. The optimum tire pressure recommended by the manufacturer, if it is recommended, then you will have uh, an even wear and tear on your tire. So it's always best to check your motorcycle tire. For example, if you've not ridden it for a week, uh, it's ideal that you check the tire pressure and then you start off your ride. So tire pressure is very important. And at the same time, you can't park a motorcycle in the same place for a long time. Even if you're going out of (laughs) state, it's recommended that you tell somebody to move your bike up and down to and fro. Reason being that if your tire, if your bike is parked in a loaded position, it creates a dead spot on your tire. I'm talking about um, a month or a month and a half, right? Okay. So this is the reason uh, tire maintenance is very important, right? You know, you need to understand your science behind uh, tire maintenance, also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People, people just ignore that. They just sit on and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That really
2: helpful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we're glad that you guys took the time out to have this with us. We are absolutely fortunate to have had you guys because this was of a lot of value to us, especially me, who normally doesn't understand a lot of things uh, in this regard. But then yeah, I know that I need to take care of my tires. Um, So before (laughs) we go, uh, can you just give out your socials for our followers to find you?
1: Yes, for sure. So in Instagram, we are always there as uh, at top block. Yeah. T-O-R-U-E-B-L-O-C-K. Right? And yeah. uh, we are almost available like 24-7 and uh, you can hit us up anytime with whatever needs you need for tires.
0: Cool. And yeah, for, even, for even for yeah. business yeah, inquiries. Even for business inquiries, that's the one, right? Okay. Yes.
3: Yeah, dude. Like, uh, like basically, people can actually call us that's uh, 6366-625-625. All right. They okay. okay. can WhatsApp us at 6366-625-625. Or oh, oh, just yeah. DM us, bro. Yeah.
2: Just DM us. <laughs> I I mean, dive, like, yeah. we,
3: have, we have like really crazy young people who, are, who handle our Instagram page. You know, like they can actually message you at five o'clock in the morning or two o'clock at night. Whenever you want to actually speak to us, we're almost there, you know, like uh, yeah. at your service and yeah. we'll be happy to actually like you know like text you back and solve your problems
0: yeah, you I'm heard sure. it first guys you heard it first you've seen it now you have to do it get on to talk block for your tire based requirements if you're in Bangalore or anywhere hit them up and they'll help you out for it well thank you so much Rohan thank you so much Rahul for your time uh, awesome, I wish dude, you have man. a great day ahead and yeah see you around in cyberspace thank you awesome.
3: man take care, take care man. All right. thank see you here. so much Thank
2: you,
3: guys. Bye Take bye. care. Bye-bye.